Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are here in California on the road for our university speaking tour and some other events. And so we have some wonderful guests on the on the podcast uh, this this trip. And so we wanted to sit down with a new a new buddy of mine, cut from the same cloth, a culture warrior that's uh, going around poking bears in the eye and and causing the uh, the the transgender mob to start manifesting their inner legions. And I'm speaking about Jared LeMaster, <laughs> the executive producer of uh, video content at the Babylon Bee and a worship pastor. Man, isn't that, isn't that cool? But if only we could have more worship pastors that were as committed to <laughs> honoring their king in the public square instead of just on stage on Sunday. And that's exactly what Jared's doing and what he's been called to do. So we're going to talk about all things, the culture of death, guys. We're going to talk about the importance and power of satire and mocking um, to expose the deeds of darkness, to prick people's conscience, to awaken moral intuitions, and to show the rotten, kooky mm. conclusions of liberalism. Because if you don't like the conclusions of your worldview, maybe you should go back and examine the premises you've imbibed that have brought you to such said kooky conclusion. And that's exactly what Jarrett and his folks and friends over at the Babylon Bee <laughs> are doing. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Jarrett, welcome to the show today, brother. Wow, thanks for having me. That was quite an intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's yeah, great, man, it's great well, being uh, here. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. We, yeah. we got connected recently through a mutual friend and uh, I had been following you yeah. for a bit and just loved your new contributions to the Babylon Bee and particularly your portrayal yeah. of uh, Satan, I believe. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Satan's, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, his, yeah. his, uh, he goes by many his, names. Uh, he goes by many names. His, yeah. Yeah. His press <laughs> response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which we have to talk about. Cause that was yep. one of the most brilliant, hilarious things I've ever seen. But, but Jared, for people who uh, don't know who you are, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Who is, who is Jared Lamassa? Yeah. Badass last name, by the way. And, and, and how did you become you. kind of the culture warrior that you are today? You know, that's a, it's a, I mean, it's probably a progression. It was an evolution over time. Um, but we, I've been a worship pastor for a long time before that I was an actor. So I had been an actor for about five or six years and I felt like God, uh, was telling me to quit, um, and go into ministry because I felt like, um, I was not being very effective. Like, um, I was telling other people's stories. Uh, I liked the stories I was telling at the time, but that, you know, I didn't have any control over anything. And, um, I wasn't, I kind of went into Hollywood thinking I was going to be a missionary. Um, and the Lord, the Lord needed me to stop. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know why, but he asked me to stop. So I decided to stop, uh, and obey him. And I went into the ministry and started doing young adults ministry, uh, which when you get into young adults ministry, you start to deal with a lot of philosophy. You start to deal with a lot of the cultural issues that are going on. Um, in terms of, you know, like you're passionate about the, the anti-abortion and pro-life stuff. I am too. And, 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 you know, a lot of my early ministry experience kind of, kind of like fueled, fueled my engagement with that. I was passionate about it before, but the, uh, experiences that I had with some of the people that I was ministering to, um, kind of opened up my eyes and made me realize what an important issue, uh, it was. And, and there were ways that I could have a voice, uh, in the ministry. And so I, I was doing that for a long time. 
Um, got called into worship music too. Um, you know, kind of using some of the skills that I have just to kind of serve the kingdom. Um, and so I started doing that and, and then over the last, and every once in a while I would get, I would get like voiceover stuff. So I was doing voiceovers for movies in Hollywood. Uh, I was doing, let's see, narrating audiobooks. Um, like, so I was still kind of, I still had my, my feet in the, the Hollywood thing, my toes. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems to be like the Lord kind of used all that ministry stuff to kind of build me up so that I could be more effective later. And then about a year ago, I started praying. I started kind of feeling like I hit like this, this ceiling in ministry. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I've kind of reached my, I've got to do something else. Um, I maybe go back into acting and stuff. So I started praying about it and I found out the Babylon Bee was close. And so I asked, <laughs> it was like a year and a half ago. I started asking the Lord, I was like, please, can I please work for the Babylon Bee? I really want to start doing stuff with them. I'm very passionate That's about what awesome. they're passionate about. I, I love their jokes. And, and it's funny because within, within about two months, the Lord opened up the door and um, I started working with those guys and I was there part-time for a while. Then they brought me on full-time about six months ago uh, to be the executive producer of all the sketch stuff. And now I, I cast those sketches and, and I produce, meaning I bring all the disparate pieces together. We have a lot of writers. So like you, you asked about the Satan sketch, you know, Kyle did the writing on that. We punched it up as a group, but it was like, Kyle wrote that, right? So like, he's kind of our brilliant writer and we have Adam Yenser as our writer. We have a lot of amazing writers. Um, and a lot of times I just imparted, like, I, I get like one or two jokes in there, but like, you know, I'm the performer, right? I interpret their amazing work. Okay. So, um, that's kind of, that's kind of my, my, my job, but yeah, dude, like that's kind of how I got into where I am now. And from there, you know, like I worked with Carrie and Chuck and this was interesting, I guess maybe five years ago, I got a movie called, um, Unplanned. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Obviously, you guys are pro-lifers, so yeah. yes, you probably do remember Unplanned. So I, I played a small part in that, uh, developed a relationship with Chuck and Carrie, the directors. I was just in Nefarious, which is in theaters right now. And um, yeah. anyway, so that kind of like kicked me off into the pro-life movement even deeper, getting to meet like Abby Johnson and, and a lot of those folks that are doing the work, the, uh, the actual work of the pro-life stuff. So love those folks and um, am very much behind them. And so you meet other people that are passionate about like Kevin Sorbo. And so anyway, all these, yeah. all these folks are, are all the pro-life yeah. people that, that we all need to band together and save babies' lives and you know, yep. Yep. stop the madness and kick, kick Molek in the, in the nuts. Yeah. That's kind of the <laughs> yes. goal. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Well <laughs> yes. um, so uh, one of the critiques I get sometimes, Jared, and uh, I'm sure the media gets this too. So I, I, I would, I would love for you to kind of talk to this and uh, kind of offer an apologetic and a, a defense of, you know, of, okay. of mocking and satire. Because I'm, a, I, you know, I go pretty hard uh, against the culture of death, and you know, this podcast, um, you know, Ephesians five eleven, expose the deeds of darkness, and I don't hold back right. from, from, from mocking bad ideas and stupid ideas and morally bankrupt ideas and and even taking them to mm -hmm. their logical and sometimes asinine and weird kooky conclusions uh because ideology mm -hmm. is a hell of a drug and so i'm often told you know hey seth can you mm -hmm. can you reel it back for us if you're going to speak for us can you not say that uh, can you not say it that way um, that's a little bit too much you know that hey you know what 
you're really harming and, and offending some people who who are pro life, <laughs> yep, and, and yep. they'll they'll they would they would partner to our ministry and donate if if you just wouldn't be so offensive. So just reel it back in a little bit. Don't go so hard. You know, say peace, peace where there is no peace. Oops. Oh wait, uh, that's not good. Uh, and, and so the the B gets <laughs> these same kind of critiques, right? Is that is that it's not very Christianly, yeah. not very Christiany. You're breaking the eleventh commandment, which is be nice. Um, and so can you talk <laughs> about right. kind of f- for the church, right. Yeah. And, and for, for mild mannered conservatives who don't like the robust, unapologetic, no holds bar punch back three times as hard approach. Can you kind of talk to that and defend that? Because I think in our crazy out of control culture of death in this, uh, what are, what, what iteration are we in, in the eugenics, transgender, you know, gender cult, uh, mob. I don't know what iteration we're in. It's out of control. Um, I'm like um, all hands on deck, no holds barred, go hard, expose bad ideas, wake people up, prick their conscience. Uh, can you kind of offer a defense of that in this moment in the American just froze. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. You got me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you finished that no holes, but you're, you're like a hundred percent in, I I've seen some of your stuff too. And I really appreciated the one speech that we, that you uh, sent over to, uh, to, to make me watch. I love it because it's exactly what we do. Uh, you know, it's a weird thing. It's uh, so I got a lot of criticism when I first got into this, uh, especially from my ministry people, from my Christians, um, that are friends of mine that are very kind people, uh, very kind people. Um, and, and especially, and then also from my progressive Christian you know, people that we know, uh, which I don't really count them as Christians uh, anymore. <laughs> so, so they're, they're just, they're kind of universalist Unitarian. Yeah, that's right. Like, like they don't believe in the authority of scripture. They think that the uh, substitutionary atonement is, is like cosmic child abuse, like that, that kind of stuff. They believe in abortion. They're, they're not Christians. Like these are, these are essentials of the faith. They believe something else. They're basically just kind of neo-Marxists with a little bit of Christian veneer on it. And, um, so we got a lot of criticism from them, but I started getting all this criticism from other Christians. And so I wrote a, I wrote an article actually, there's, if you, you can look it up on the B, um, but it's, um, the headline is, um, Elijah, uh, receives criticism from Israel for unloving, uh, criticism of prophets of Baal or unloving satire of the prophets of Baal, something, something like that. And, and, um, and yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the way I feel, you know, cause you're calling out this thing. It's kind of a prophetic voice. And then you get all these people that are like, wait, wait, we shouldn't be mean. And we do this to, we do this to all the lobbies that are dangerous right now. So like, not just the, not just the pro-abortion, pro-death people. We are actually, uh, we, we lobby. I mean, like we, we make fun of even like the LGBTQAI, which no, nobody else is, nobody else does. Um, not, not nobody, but like we, we do it. Um, and, yeah. and not an, I don't think it's in a mean spirited way, but it's such a dangerous movement. Uh, because, yep. because of the fact that they're going after children and, you know, they're, they're grooming kids and, and trying to make, make kids into these sexual creatures. Like, you know, they're moving towards pedophilia, like all those things that we all know is happening. Um, we're calling those things out. We kind of call it the pink army because they've organized so well, uh, the military, I guess it was James, James, uh, who is it? Chandler's Chandler's fiance came up with that. James, uh, what's his name? The pink army he wrote a great book. If you want to check it out, but, um, but yeah, it's, yep. it's kind of like we get this satire and, and they think, how do you justify this? And the truth is, okay, we are Protestants. Okay. I'm a Protestant evangelical. This is, this is something that is definitely part of our history. Like if you go back, you know, 
the main thinkers, the main, the main people that have influenced our theology, like we're all like right. this, man, read some Luther for Pete's sake. I mean, I mean, obviously Luther was like, That's he right. was hardcore against his opponents. His anti-Semitism later, that was arguably when he was set, uh, like senile. <laughs> anyway, but there's, but you know, there's other people like, you know, Charles Spurgeon. And I mean, they were just, they were just relentless on their opposition. And I, I feel like, so we come, we come by it honestly, you know, like as Christians and as Protestants in particular, yeah. and as evangelicals. But the other thing is Jesus, Jesus himself, right? We look at like Matthew 23, um, so you got all the prophets going through all through history, like, okay, Jesus, you know, like you've got Jeremiah, you've got Elijah, you've got all these people like really, really just laying into their op opposition, all these pagan people that were like sacrificing their kids and that kind of stuff, same people that we're dealing with now. And then Jesus comes along and he looks at the religious leaders and those people that were abusing the religious system. And he goes after them in Matthew 23 and he calls them things like you whitewashed tombs and you're blind leading the blind. I mean, like this is satire, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's like a particular kind of satire. It's mean, it's mean spirited. You know what I mean? It's meant to be like, it's meant to prick those people's hearts and, and offend them and make them angry. Like th these are the things right. that Jesus did. And people, people yeah. come back at us. They say things like, well, you're, well, you're not Jesus. And it's like, well, that's true. But, if, if every available type of communication that Jesus used is available to us, you know, then we That's can right. do exactly this. We can use that type of yep. communication. Jesus used it. You know what I mean? It's not like that's off limits. Like it's like, oh, we can only use these particular types of communication, like the love piece or the nice piece. I think it's loving to tell people the truth. Um, that's right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what Amen. that's to me. Yeah. That's wow. where I get kind of passionate about defending sort of the satire or the the way that we mock the way that we laugh um because at the end of the day i don't think it's more loving to comfort someone in their in their um you know while they're while they're going to hell <laughs> you know like so right. you know what yeah. i'm saying like i don't want to comfort i don't want to make people feel better about their sin or about their about their lies about the things that they're trying to to peddle yeah. or about their abuse That's of right. children or they're about their murder of children. Like, no, yeah. I, I don't need, I don't feel a need to comfort someone in that worldview. And so anyway, that's kind of, and we try to do it in a way that's tasteful. We try to do it in a way that, that isn't just, cause there's some people that send us stuff that is just insane, like really, really <laughs> biting super over the top. And uh, we try to, we try to make it actually funny for both sides if we can. So that's kind of yeah, what, yeah. Uh, that's our goal is definitely to make people laugh. Good. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's so, my diatribe Jared, on that. Um, I, I believe very strongly about this. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So Thomas, Thomas soul, um, kind of put mm. it, uh, kind of what you're saying. He said, when you, when you want to help someone, um, tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, mm -hmm. tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> right. And, and yeah. so much of, I think Smart. liberalism today and progressive Christians and, the, the woke Christianity um, is is only telling, uh, it's only focused on helping yourself, right? So you can keep your 501c3 oh, yeah. status so you don't offend the Democrats in your church because then they might stop tithing to you, right? It's, it's ultimately you're, you're helping oh, yeah. yourself. You're not helping people who have, who have believed and absorbed lies that are actually causing harm and destruction to them, to their family, and ultimately right. to the culture. 
because as goes the family, so goes the culture. Um, and so yeah. one of the my favorite bits that, that you did and that Babylon B did, which you mentioned earlier, was was Satan's uh, like press response to Roe v. Wade getting overturned. <laughs> uh, and I talk a lot yeah. about this, about the satanic, occult, demonic side of the abortion industry. Uh, can you talk about sort of that skit? Uh, what was that like? And, uh, you know, how did you guys, what was Satan's response to Roe v. Wade getting overturned? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it was like, okay, to describe it, if you haven't seen it, it was like a post-game interview. Like the coach is being interviewed on ESPN or whatever. And and all the the news reporters, you know, like the ones from the New York Times are down there, like, you know, um, in hell, you know, interviewing him. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and he kind of has that same cadence, you know, that you would see like, you know, uh, yeah, it's a tough game. You know, like we really, really had a rough go, uh, you know, but we still got a great team out there of demons, devils and the devils and Democrats, you know, that are going <laughs> to going to really help us win the game. So don't count us out. You know, next there's always next year, you know, like we'll get them next year. Um, and so it's kind of that premise. I, I love it because I love the screw tape letters. I love Lewis and, um, utilizing kind of the devil as this foil is, is a great, I love it. It was originally going to be Molech, but we realized that the culture really isn't aware of Molech. And so we, uh, decided to make it Satan. So people, so people would understand what was going on. Um, but yeah, like I, I just love the idea of the devil, you know, and he's also like, he's kind of like a really nice guy. Like, you know, you'd probably want to sit down and hang out with him. Like, you know, have a beer and, uh, be like, yeah, tell me more. It's like, you know, yeah, it's good. We're having a, having a good time. We're going to put some more of those long unskippable cutscenes in video games. You know, that's what we're working on now. Um, you know, the paper straws, you know, we got that too. Uh, you know, Amy Schumer's comedy special. Uh, we're moving towards that. Uh, that's uh, we're really excited about that one. Um, you know, and so all of hell rejoices when Amy Schumer, you know, makes a joke. And and, and it's like, I, I don't know, I just think it's it's a great opportunity to kind of throw like a bunch of people under the bus too, which is what we did. Uh, we threw, you know, Jen Hatmaker and all those, you know, like Rachel Hollis and yeah. all those sort of like pseudo Christian, pseudo Christian self-help people, uh, progressives. And we threw them under the bus, Nancy Pelosi, all the, all the Republicans that got their mistresses pregnant, like, you know. So we get we got to kind of go after the entire establishment, you know what I mean? Like, so I know that yeah. there's legit people out there fighting this thing, but there's a whole system on both sides that have not done enough or have done too much yeah. uh, to murder children. That's so right. it was great to be able to throw them under that's the right. bus in that way and make people laugh at the same time <laughs> and wear all that yeah, red yeah, paint. Right. Like, without I started working out really hard after that because I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> because they made me go shirtless in the video. And so I had all this That's red awesome. paint on me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had to start working out. I was like, shoot, Jared, geez. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So Jared, one, uh, one of the things I've, I've talked about a lot and my team actually cut up this comment from a podcast episode recently. And it's like, you know, pushing half a million on Instagram, because I think like what the Babylon Bee does, sometimes you can communicate something in a certain way, or sometimes you're just identifying what these people say about themselves and letting them speak mm. for themselves. And like that communicates all that you need to, that you don't even have to embellish sometimes. And so, so just to bolster your point, because I just thought the Satan's response to Ruby Wade was so brilliant. Um, <laughs> there's an abortion center in Portland uh, named the, the Lilith Center. It's called the Lilith Center. Oh, and then there's an abortion that's appropriate. fund. appropriate, yeah. 
that helps that helps raise funds for to help pay for women to get abortions when they don't have the money to kill their children. And it's called the Lilith Fund. So you have an abortion clinic and you have a yeah. fund and they both have right. named themselves after Lilith, a demon in Jewish folklore who would kill babies and cause miscarriages right. and prey on pregnant women. It's like so just to bolster your point, it's like, you know, this stuff is not just yeah. clicks. This stuff is actually the truth. That's the reality. <laughs> No, absolutely. I mean, like they're not even hiding it anymore. It's like that that uh, statue that was in d- downtown New York that looks like looks like that kind of what is it ISIS statue that they just put out. And it's like it represents feminism and the freedom of women, and it's like obviously this old golden god, like goddess from like right. ancient times that yeah. people worshipped yeah. before, and, and so it's horns. like they're just springing yeah. up everywhere. Has horns, yeah. yeah and the way, right. and it's crazy because um, they're not even hiding their paganism anymore. Um, I think that there's this drive towards the missing. It's like what Lewis said. It's like the the materialist magician where people believe in these spirits and they believe in they have control over this like otherworldliness and they can sacrifice and do transactional relationships with with these entities and spirits and and they do things that all the time. They're like, well, I need a law degree. I need a successful life. I must sacrifice my child in order to get this. And this is like as old as you know the sun. Like this has been happening since the beginning. Human beings That's have right. used this. And so I think in any context where children are being sacrificed in order for a good harvest or a good degree or a good life, it's a satanic thing. It's it, This has been an occult thing. It's been an occult practice from the beginning. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that you guys are doing that. And the whole Lilith thing is very interesting. You know, Lilith was supposedly, according to mysticism too, like Adam's second wife, uh, so yeah, where's, you know, the one that didn't get any credit, like, so he, she's become like the hero of the feminist, you know, the third wave yeah. feminist, like Lilith, you know, she stands up for us all, well, but Lilith in the same festival. way that the progressive Christians, you know, the yeah, Lilith festival. yeah, the Lilith fair, you know? Lilith fair. Yeah. Like, fair, I yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. All yeah. that les the great lesbian music of the nineties. Yeah. Like it was very good. I great music, <laughs> by the way. Um, you know, the Lilith fair, the indigo, indigo girls. And, uh, anyway, so yeah, but I, I, but it is interesting with the, with that, because, you know, the devil, like Satan, this is what the progressive Christians are now saying, like, you know, Satan actually represents us, you know, like he's the one that sort of defends us, uh, against God. Like, and so you get that kind of philosophy, even in the progressive church now. Uh, so like in the mystical interpretation of Genesis, the devil actually represents us being rebellious against God, but finding who we really are, our own godhood. Um, and so Lilith is kind of the same thing. She represents the same thing. I wonder if it's the same demon That's right. that they're worshiping. Um, That's right. Probably. That's really well said. I hate that demon. That's really well said. No, you're exactly right. They, they, the, 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 the satanic temple in America will always say, like, oh, we don't worship Satan literally. We worship him, like, ironically. Like, you know, because he represents <laughs> right. this like rage against the machine, like get my own kingdom, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that that's exactly what um, what what's his name wrote in Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky. He, he, he opens up his book yeah. by saying, uh, I'm dedicating this book to the first rebel who in rebelling won himself his own kingdom. Lucifer, it's like you know, and so yeah. they say like you know, Lucifer, Lucifer. Satan. You should represent. He represents our 
our self identities, man. We're just always liberating ourselves, man. Yeah. Always liberating ourselves from uh-huh. systemic structures and and our own bodies. And that's why yeah. I love my body. That's why that's why trans stuff, man, and Gnosticism. He just represents kind of who we are. So we don't actually believe in him. We're just worshiping him ironically as if Satan cares how yeah. you worship him. Just continue to give him your children. Oh, yeah. And he will <laughs> and he will say yes and amen, yeah. you know. So, um, Jared, I want you to talk amen. about nefarious yeah. as we're talking about the occult side and, oh, and yeah. the demonic parts of, of our culture of death. I, I love Steve Dace. Don't know him personally, but um, got a yeah. ton of mutual friends. I love the Steve Dace show. I, I, he's always right over the target on the culture stuff. And as yeah. are you guys. And so um, I, I got a link to, to preview it, but I've just, I've been on the road. I haven't watched it yet. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, as we wind down, tell us a little about the Nefarious Project um, and uh, kind, Absolutely. Of, kind of what's it, what's it about and why it's an important film right now in 2023. Well, it seems we're dealing with all this. I mean, I've, I've, I've played these characters. I'm playing the Antichrist in a TV show coming up. I like, there's a lot, I don't know why I keep getting cast as these guys. Um, but it's, it's weird. You know, I, I wasn't in nefarious. I wasn't anything really important. I was like, I was the guy that told the main actor where the phone was, So, but I did it really well. Um, yeah. So, um, but, um, but it was, yeah, but I honestly, but really quick, the way that Satan doesn't care, the way that we nod to him, the way that we just bow our knee for a second, or we compromise one thing in order to get what we want. Like this is, that's what the devil wants. That's, that's when Jesus was when was tempted by the devil in the desert, he's like, I'll give you everything. Just bow down and worship me. It didn't even have to be multiple times, just once, you know, just like bow the knee for a second. And I feel like Christians are doing this all over the place. They're going, well, I'll just bow my knee for a second. You know, we look at it with acting and stuff. I'll just, just a second. I'll just make this one small compromise. Wow. And that is enough. That's enough for him. And so he doesn't really care. And we did just did that recently with the second Satan video where Satan is criticizing Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's, it's That's so right. good. He's just like, he's like, what happened to subtlety? This is just over the top. Like, you know, like, what? it's just yeah, cringy. Uh, yeah. So really funny. He's like, you know, I guess you just murder your babies, you know, stop, stop dancing. I don't look like that. Like I don't wear a top hat. Um, anyway, so nefarious, nefarious is about, it's about a psychiatrist who goes in to a um, a penitentiary uh, to interview this convict that is scheduled to be murdered that day, or burn, I mean, it's scheduled to be killed uh, uh, to to be executed that night at eleven o'clock. He has to determine whether or not this guy is insane or not uh, to justify the execution. If he's if he's insane, he will not be executed. If he is not insane, he will be because he's murdered a bunch of people, and so. At the very, so he interviews this guy all day and the guy says, well, he's like, you don't understand. I'm a demon. I'm not going to die. So I'll die tonight. Uh, I don't care if this body dies. Um, And so the guy's like, okay, sure. And he goes, well, to prove it, he's like, you'll murder three people by the end of the day. And so the movie is, and he's like, yeah, okay, right. uh, Not going to happen. So the whole movie is that it's this process whereby this psychiatrist goes through these uh, like I'm not going to give it away, but that's kind of it. And and then through the process, wow. Steve Dace did a great job of of revealing kind of the enemy's plans for the culture and how Jesus uh, represents this and the enemy represents this. Chuck and Carrie have a really good sense of 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 that yeah. stuff. You know, they're they're charismatic Catholics. It's very interesting. 
And um, they had fathers, they had, they had these guys like, like exorcists on set. And uh, it was, it was very interesting um, to be part of that. So I got to be there for a few days and it was great. And uh, it's an incredible movie, in fact. So if you guys want to check it out, please do and support it. I would, it's, it's great if you can handle that kind of stuff. Not scary like a normal yeah. exorcist movie. So, but check it out. Yeah. yeah. Had a great time with it. Yeah, that's awesome, Jared. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, that's that's the kind of, <laughs> yeah, cult, that's the kind of yeah. culture building, you know, and pushing back that needs to happen if if we are going to yeah. see this 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 ship called America start to turn again to 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 right the ship mm-hmm. to turn it around. Um, if we're going to fix the direction of our country, that's the kind of stuff that we need to be doing, right? Because that's how the left won. They yeah. told stories, they inculcated their values and ideas into art, into film. Uh, right into theater, yeah. into the schools to shape the culture, to shift the culture. Um, and and culture is to us what water is to a fish. It's all we know. And so if you're not participating mm-hmm. in um, in creating healthy waters and healthy cultures, uh, then other people will be poisoning the water hole with their movies, their ideas, their worldviews yeah. that become lenses through which the next generation sees the world. And that affects how they live, how they act, and how they vote. And so, so I'm so grateful for for yeah. for what you're doing, what the Babylon Bee is doing with this film. I plan to watch it this week. I'm I'm, I'm overdue to watch it. And uh, thanks for all you're mm-hmm. doing, Jarrett. Thanks for for joining us on the show today. And uh, hopefully, we'll do we'll do more um, uh, kicking uh, kicking Moloch in the nuts uh, kind of um, <laughs> uh, activism and content <laughs> together. And uh, and and uh, thank Good. you, brother. Stand fast. All right. Thank you guys for Where can having me. Thank people you so connect much, with Seth. You. Good to talk to you. Where can people follow you, yeah. connect with you, and uh, stay in touch with what you yeah. uh, are doing at the B? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, I kind of have my, you know, the stuff that we do on there. Uh, the, the Jarrett LeMaster, I guess, is the name of the Instagram. Now I have my wife running it. So, but she always shows me the DMs. <laughs> so, so if you want to <laughs> hit me up, hit me up there. And uh, that's probably the best place to do it. And follow us at thebabylonbee.com. Um, you know, go become a subscriber if you can. That's why I'd be a little bit of a push, but, you know, become a subscriber. You get behind the scenes content. You get access to the whole community, including us, the guys, the people on camera. Get to, like, talk to us. Get to shoot out. You can, you can, um, you can even pitch headline ideas. Um, so you can do that and become part of the community there. It's, it's a pretty great community. Uh, behind the scenes footage, bloopers, that kind of stuff. So become a subscriber. Go to the babylonb.com, sign up uh, sign up for a subscription and then go to YouTube, sign up for a subscription there and watch all of our video content and read all of our articles and support us and connect us. That's what we want. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, Jared. Well, thank you so much, man. Keep it up and Great. don't let the uh, California commies get you down. <laughs> okay sounds good i w- will do all right bless you guys may the odds be ever in your favor <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you guys for tuning right. in the show today uh head on over to itunes spotify youtube give the show rating and review let us know what you think we really appreciate it go subscribe on rumble uh for if we're if we're ever pulled from youtube uh we'll put uh jared's uh social media info and the babylon b in the notes uh, go follow him share Share Satan's replies to the leftist mob who are overplaying their hand. They're not doing a good enough job. They're not fulfilling their their true father's wishes. So uh, go share those videos. Uh, and uh, until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. <laughs>